The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is again our Gospel reading for this past Sunday, which was the sixth Sunday after, after the Epiphany. We're looking at Matthew chapter 5, verses 20 to 37, where we'll hear a portion of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, Do not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Reka, is answerable to the Sanhedrin, but anyone who says, you fool, will be in danger of the fire of hell. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to your brother. Then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still with him on the way. Or he may hand you over to the judge, and the judge may hand you over to the officer, and you may be thrown into prison. I tell you the truth, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife except for marital unfaithfulness causes her to become an adulteress. And anyone who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but keep the oaths you have made to the Lord. But I tell you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. Simply let your yes be yes, and your no, no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. Dear friends in Christ, this is a strong reading in which Jesus is talking about the Christian life. And when he talks about the Christian life here, it's obvious from what he says is that, well, God demands perfect righteousness from each of us. Perfect righteousness, holiness. That's what God is looking for in you and me. But God's righteous demands are impossible for us. We can't be holy and perfect. We can't be righteous. Try as hard as we would, 
We still couldn't get rid of the sin that's in our lives. Jesus said, if you're right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Jesus is telling us here how serious sins of the heart really are. And when he's talking here, he's thinking more of the sins of thought that we might be led into. But sins of the heart like that, sins of thought like that, they're no less than sinful deeds going to end up sending us to eternal punishment if we don't have the forgiveness of sins for those sinful thoughts. We need forgiveness for all sin, thought, word, and deed. And, well, the problem that sometimes people have is that those sins of the heart or sins of thought that we might, we might fall to, those are sins that we might very easily tend to overlook. And you've probably heard people who've said, you can't really blame a person for what he thinks. You can't control what goes on in your head. Well, actually, we can control what goes on in our head if we have good, wholesome things that we study and look at, if we have things that are not good and wholesome, if we, if we are seeing things that are disgusting, if we are looking at things like pornography, you know, things like that, they're going to mess up your mind. And then think about what thoughts would go through your head. You can't really blame a person for what he thinks? Well, it depends on what you're feeding your brain. But if we think that, but if we think sinful thoughts, what we need is we need forgiveness or we will be condemned without the forgiveness of sins. If all we sinned in our lives was just sinful thoughts, that's an impossibility, but if that was all that we did, we'd still need forgiveness or we would suffer eternal punishment. So we Christians will see that we need forgiveness for every sin, whether it's a sin of thought, word, or deed. Any sin, thought, word, or deed, ultimately would be a bringer of eternal death if it weren't for the forgiveness of sins. And now the whole point of just saying this is that Sin is a serious matter. Any kind of sin is a serious matter and playing with sin is not a game we want to play. It's not a game we want to play. We'll want to, with the Holy Spirit's help, work to fight against any and all sin at all costs. Please understand, though, that Jesus isn't really encouraging us here to start cutting off body parts. He just really wants us to see the seriousness of sin and how much we need our Savior's help. There was a young preacher who frequently talked with a wise old farmer, and one day their discussion together focused around this question. What is the greatest hindrance to spiritual growth and happiness? When the young preacher heard that, he responded by saying, 
Surely it's our failure to renounce our sinful self, our old Adam, our sinful nature. But the farmer, the wise old farmer, he replied to that, no, the greatest hindrance is failure to renounce our righteous self. Because of our sinful pride, we all like to think that there's some good in us that makes us somewhat worthy before God. But understand if we have thoughts like that, that's destroying the grace of God because God's grace, it's his undeserved love. If we think in some way or another we've earned or deserved God's love, then it's no longer grace anymore. So how blessed we are really when in faith we're able to see always that all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We don't really like to admit that, but when we know our sinful condition, when we know it's an impossible mission for us to do anything to save ourselves, but that well, the righteousness that God demands of us, that that is an accomplished mission in Christ, well, then that changes everything around. As the hymn writer says, nothing in my hand I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. In Christ, we aren't dealing with a mission impossible. In Christ, we have an accomplished mission. Our salvation is accomplished in Christ. Through faith in Christ, we can be completely sure of our salvation. And that's because God's righteous demands of us, they're accomplished in Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, your law and your righteous demands of us tell us over and over again we cannot save ourselves. Thank you for giving us Jesus, for accomplishing for us what is a mission impossible for us, but is a mission accomplished for him. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.